He lit up and coughed unpleasantly. <laughs> Don't know why I can't leave things alone. <clears throat> There'll be no traditions left for the next generation. Gosh, is that the time? exclaimed Evans, fearful of another of the inspector's famous monologues on the past. Have a good day at the races. And he escaped through the canteen doors. It was prophetic that Glass should go to Newbury, because over the next few weeks he was to become very involved in the world of steeplechasing, and the Hennessy Cognac Gold Cup was the start of it all. The hunter's real name was Elliot Guthrie. Many years ago he had been a successful jockey, but an irresistible thirst for real ale had swelled his stomach and unsteadied his hand until even the most experienced and good-willed horses had difficulty keeping him in the saddle. He retired to Fleet Street, where his contacts were able to secure him a post as racing correspondent on the megaphone. At first he handled the job competently, but as the effects of the alcohol spread from his balance to his brain, his skills as a prophet declined. The more he worried about the decline, the more he drank. Eventually he was warned by his sports editor that if he did not improve, he could go back to riding. Elliot Guthrie was now fourteen and a half stone, forty-six years old, and unable to walk successfully along a straight chalk line in a police station. His prospects of a return to the turf were not good. Guthrie knew his time was running out, and he would have to start picking winners, preferably winners in big races that would be noticed, and preferably winners that other tipsters had not spotted. The Hennessy Cognac Gold Cup would be an ideal start. He studied the form books, evaluated the jockeys and the trainers, weighed up the runners. The inescapable conclusion he reached was that Sailor's Delight must win. In the Cheltenham Gold Cup, run without handicaps, he'd cantered home twenty lengths clear, and most experts agreed that the extra weight he was carrying for the Hennessy was derisory and presented no problem to the horse. But if for some reason Sailor's Delight did not finish the course... He returned to the form books, and after much deliberation, settled on Lady Veronica. The Irish horse had won last season's Leopardstown chase, was good over the distance, and was carrying too much weight. She must have a fair chance. He wrote his piece and handed it to the sub-editor, who glanced over it with his usual expression of pity mixed with scorn. Guthrie ignored it. He was convinced that Lady Veronica could win, if only something would happen to Sailor's Delight. I shan't be in tomorrow, he told the editor. I'm going to Newbury for the gold cup. Dermot Draper read the morning papers with growing apprehension. Draper was a bookmaker, one of the dwindling number of one-shop owners in a profession increasingly dominated by multiples like Corals and Ladbrokes. He had gone into bookmaking after failing his accountancy exams five years previously, and regrettably his proficiency with figures had not improved. Part of the fault could be attributed to sheer greed. Draper could never allow himself to lay off bets, hoping that well-backed favourites would lose and the stake money would be all his. In real life, as he found out, favourites often win. He came from a wealthy background, but his assets were now swiftly declining. He had recently taken out a second mortgage on his house. His XJ6 had been replaced by a used Ford Fiesta, and instead of her MGB... His wife was now the proud owner of a rally traveller bicycle. 
His wife was far from happy with the situation, being the sort of lady who preferred to live on the same exalted social plane as other bookmakers' wives. Any day now he expected her to walk out, taking the two babies with her, although these would be less of a loss as they spent most of the time screaming and wetting themselves. But the alimony settlement would be high. There would be the baby's forthcoming private schooling, not to mention the chiropody bills. Mrs. Draper being prone to expensive diseases of the foot. He decided to take a big gamble. His shop was in Newbury, so interest in the gold cup was high, especially as Sailor's Delight was a local horse. He had taken over £4,000 place money on the favourite. If he stood those bets, and the horse did not finish the course, that £4,000 would be his. Dermot Draper put on his camel-haired overcoat, adjusted his Robin Hood hat to a jaunty angle, and leaving the shop in the capable hands of his young assistant, set off across town for the race.